Good afternoon, book clubbers. It is exactly 4.30 on the button. It's Wednesday, the 2nd of June, 2021. This is our after-school book club show number 19. And overall, this is our 137th live radio show. The Reading and Writing Book Club from LearnRadio.net. And a very good evening to you folks. Thank you so much indeed for joining us. It's good to have your company here. Just looking across our system and we are live and everything is good. We are video casting our show so we are waving and Maria is waving too. We are very lucky to have your company this evening. A little later on in the show the fabulous gentlemen are joining us. My goodness they are the hottest property on uh, children's books uh, and literature this week. I have to say they've had amazing success. Bookshops have sold out of their title this week more of that news later on in the show uh, folks we'd love to hear from you the text number is up and running all systems are coming in here and i'd love to get a text from you 0786002600 that's the text number 0786002600 texts are free from most uk mobile phones and we'd love for you to write on twitter just looking at twitter yep up and running and it's all good it isn't always these days i have to say if you want to drop us an email uh, we are learn radio live at gmail com and the contact padlet is up and running just head to our show page you can click on next live show folks or you can just go and find the page and it's learnradio.net forward slash nen n-e-n nen uh, learnradio.net forward slash nen n-e-n maria how is your half term break going it's full of sunshine. I've literally just come in from outside. It's just perfect. My mum always says if you wear sandals three days in a row or flip-flops, the summer's here. So bless. the summer's officially here. Oh, bless. You're such a wise lady or mother as well. And if she's listening, hello, good evening. Buenas uh, tardes. If she's listening as well, I hope she is well and good. It's been a great week. I'm enjoying myself as well. I've never been busy. We're supposed to be having a rest this week, but I have never been busy. We're getting ready, folks, for a series of new show slots next week and i want to tell you all about that because next week we are changing our broadcasting schedule and we're moving to a full week that's full five shows folks and visually i can go five extreme close up on the hand there uh, five shows a week and they're all live at 3 30 in the afternoon now of course you will have recognized we are chasing that after school audience and we think this might be an interesting opportunity for us and colleagues who are stuck for things to do uh, with their young folks in after school clubs we can provide you an hours a fantastic opportunity uh, for learning and a whole range of really interesting stuff and does uh, really designed for after school clubbers and we're on for an hour and we're introducing some new news shows as well but really interesting so all of our shows will feature live video cast element as well as our broadcasting into full televisual learning experience maria what do we have on mondays for our fabulous oh. audience 
Monday, so I'm really looking forward to this. At 3.30, we have our brand new radio club for budding broadcasters of all ages and will include operation instructions as well as techniques for broadcasting as well and introducing guests and handing over. Now, you don't need any radio equipment to enjoy this club, but you might be interested in podcasting and we'll cover show editing too. That's Monday, 3.30 for an hour. Learnradio.net forward slash Monday. Thanks, Maria. On Tuesdays, folks, at 3.30, we'll have our Arts Club. It's an arts club at the Crafty Cafe. It's an arts learning show. And we'll uh, draw, we'll be learning uh, about a topic, and we'll follow a live make-along on the show each week we do that we have a list of everything you'll need will go up and published on the website beforehand so you can get all of your items your requisites your knickknacks all of your bits together and your materials ready for the show and for that website learnradio.net forward slash tuesday what do we have on wednesdays maria well, Wednesdays are Reading and Writing Club. And each week at 3.30, we'll have an author reading on the show live and ready to take your questions from the show page, as well as a writing challenge and word-based tasks that we'll set on the show. So that's learnradio.net forward slash Wednesday. What about Thursday, Russell? Ah, well, that's a good one. That has typically been our well-being show day, and we're staying with that, folks. And live at 3.30, we'll have a live yoga exercise workshop with you with top yoga coach Leslie Collinson, who is joining us. Really interesting. She's going to be live and out and about in her various schools. So we're really thrilled and very lucky to be hosting her. And she's been working with us for months and months now on this project. And she will be leading you through some great yoga movements some relaxing techniques and some breathing exercises and you'll need some space to sit and move around and in this session and access to a tablet or pc or computer to share your ideas and thoughts with our learn alongs which are taking place alongside that that's learnradio.net forward slash friday and on to my favorite day of the week maria fridays what do we have in store Oh, it's Disco Balls at the Ready. So on Friday at 3.30, we'll finish the week with a big bang. It's our disco dance dedication show. It's a non-stop disco dance music show. And we can shout you out on the show, mention your friends, your school, your teachers, your family, anybody, and write your messages and your music requests on our show page any time in the week before the show. That's learnradio.net forward slash Friday. What a week, Russell. It's an amazing week, folks. Do stay with us. And if you want to find out all the details, just go to our schedule page, learnradio.net. Everything is there for you. You can look at the schedule. You can download the schedule in Word, JPEG or PDF format and share it with parents as well. And we're hoping that if uh, young folks aren't staying at school and making a hasty retreat back home, that they might actually choose to listen to us there online because we are available and literally playing everywhere now our after school book club this week well we're a little earlier to air uh, and uh, well earlier than normal and later than the new schedule because we kind of went for a middle of the road approach for this one so it's a 4 30 until six o'clock slot tonight hope you've cleared your diaries folks and you can stay and enjoy us you are very welcome to our show we're thrilled to have an author and an illustrator with us on the same book at the same time we're all going to video cast the show and they'll be joining us a little 
little later on. We're absolutely thrilled to have James and Ian with us. And James has promised a, a draw-a-thon uh, with us alongside that. He's very good at that with his easel. So really looking forward to that in the show. Uh, the show page you need to go to for this show, folks, is learnradio.net forward slash nen, N-E-N, nen for that. And that'll become apparent in just a few moments. Now, you can follow these two very special people here. If you want to follow James uh, Eagleton, he is at Mr. Eagleton Ian. What a great Twitter name there. That's at Mr. Eagleton Ian. And if you want to follow James Mayhew, he's at Mr. James Mayhew. Mr. James Mayhew. You can tell they've both got teaching backgrounds in there as I've got Mr. both at the time that the title's there as well. So, uh, <laughs> Maria, what? tell us some more about today's fabulous title. This book is breathtaking. It's absolutely incredible. I'm not surprised that it's sold out in many bookshops. Um, today, bu- Today's book is Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. It was published yesterday on the 1st of June 2021. And congratulations, gentlemen. And we're going to ask them later on how it's going in just a short while. Now, James and Ian will be joining us at 5 p.m. It's a little later on in the show. But first, we want to talk to you about story writing, because one of the learning outcomes from today's show is a piece of writing and the style and genre of Nen and the lonely fisherman now the story is about a merman and as with mermaids mermen live under the sea so they do so we would like you to write us an underwater story now it could feature a merman or it could feature an underwater city adventure or it could be about a creature like a seahorse or an octopus and this is getting us warmed up russell for the un world oceans day next week which is june the 8th wow. but first we need to get some story ideas mm. so what shall we think about when we're planning our story, Russell? Well, we need a list of words. That's always a good place to start. And folks, we've created a Padlet just for your delectation and enjoyment. And if you go to the show page, you go to the website, learnradio.net and click on next live show. You'll find our little players playing on the main screen. But just ignore that for the moment and click on next live show. That'll take you to Ian uh, Eagleton and James Mayhew's page, 2nd of June 2021. And that page, scroll down, swap with your finger depending on whether you're using a tablet or not and we want to work on this week's writing challenge it's padlet one there collect your thoughts on a story for an underwater city adventure now we just want your thoughts at this stage we're not looking for the piece of writing that comes at the bottom uh, of the page there and you are very very welcome to that as well at the bottom of the page we'll deal with that a little later on in the show but for the moment we want some lists of words some ideas share your ideas and these are typical kind of story writing techniques aren't they uh, Maria they're very generic and there's kind of a process that we ought to go through there are some things like um, uh, pyramids and triangles and ways to kind of form your story what do we want from our listeners today well we want to start thinking about you know what the concept of the story is who are the characters well who would you have in it and I always used to say to the children in my class you know you could have a story mountain sometimes you have that or a story ladder and I used to say to my year three class I'd say a story always starts like La 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 la. Something nice going. La 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 la. And then, <gasps> because that's the, oh my goodness, something's happened. And then the, huh? Like a problem. And then the, ah, you've resolved it. And then, la 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 la. So then you kind of carry on with the story. Now, that could happen in a whole story, or that could happen in each chapter, or sometimes a series of books. But yeah, so think about, you know, where you want your story to go. It can be anything underwater. I mean, we've got such imaginative young people, Russell. I'm really looking forward to see what they bring up. 
Excellent. And we'd like you just to make a list of your thoughts and your ideas on your story. The la 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 bit is always really into. I love that analogy. That is absolutely fantastic. No wonder you are so good. I have to say it's just amazing. <laughs> and just to get you in the mood of some of our music choice, they're all being, being inspired by the book uh, that we are covering today. And I've just, I can't wait to introduce our first track to you. Whilst uh, you are right away on that Padlet, folks, here's our first music track. This is Akabilk, and this one's called Strange on the shore oh, that's a lovely track I haven't heard that for ages Stranger on the Shore Acker Bill you're listening to Maria and Russell this is the after school book club on learnradio.net and it's exactly a quarter to five. Not long now until the boys get here. Absolutely thrilled. I'm excited. My hands are sweaty. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Sold out in their bookshops today, folks. We are absolutely thrilled. So uh, on the Padlet is As We Work. Maria, what messages do we have during that track? Thank you. So Lola's mummy says, Lola is fascinated by all underwater creatures. Can't wait to listen today. And can you see she's got a story idea? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. Go on, you read that one out yes. for me. Lola's got a story idea. She says, my story is about a shell who is sad and doesn't have any friends. Oh, that's really sad. So you've got the, you know, the that part of the story. Yes. Yeah? Hmm? You know, the, oh, she doesn't oh, have right. any friends. Okay. Yes. So I wonder, I wonder what the next bit is going to be. And also the, ah, because that's the, that's the resolution. That's the part of the story where everything goes okay. And then you can carry on the la 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 bit. And yeah, do we wonderful. always need the resolution? Do, does all of our stories, are there really just the most successful stories that have those? Um, I think that's just the general pattern. But, you know, there's always some stories that, you know, don't have a happy ending. I mean, maybe our listeners can share. But I think sometimes it's it's a satisfying ending, isn't it? Where something that went wrong has turned out good. I mean, even in, in the films that, you know, we see as well, mm. or the Disney Pixar films or the, the anime films, you know, there's something that goes wrong. But then even if there's not a happy ending in inverted commas um there's still a resolution there's still a, a solution for something that's happened i would tend to think otherwise it's a cliffhanger isn't it that's when you kind of mm. leave them on an edge somewhere wondering mm -hmm. whether it is or it isn't or they are or they aren't or they will or they won't so yeah but there are some stories and I, i'm thinking about now there are some roald dahl stories the ghost stories i mean the end on a you know you don't know what's happening next i mean that's um that's quite a cliffhanger you know, and are those quite, stories quite easy to write for our young learner listeners or should they start with something like that or should they start with something that's a little easier? I just think children just if, if they want to write just write what they feel like I mean many authors when you say you know how should you write what should you start with writing they'll say um you know write what you like write what you enjoy write what you know mm. and I think it's just it's that it's the communication that you've got you know from your mind from your wonderful imagination mm. you know into a book to share with others I think it's such a fascinating process you know all these books that we've read you know in the last year or mm. um, since I was little all came from the imagination of somebody who was brave enough to say i want to share my story and this story today is just one of the best stories i've read in a very long time and it opens up a conversation which we'll talk up you know talk about later on yeah. in the show cracking absolutely cracking it's a lovely tool a whole class uh, reading and it's a lovely uh, a, a class set wouldn't be out of place i have to say beautifully illustrated by james mayhew and he's going to be drawing live on our show a little later on now folks we are still with this padlet we want to read out your writing challenges and we want to collect your thoughts on the story we've just had lola so far if you want to add yours to that 
that Padlet. It's easy peasy. Just click on that pink circle in the bottom right hand corner with the plus key there. Write your name or how you want to be called in the top box below that. Write the details about your story if you would like. So pop your first name in there and then underneath it click below and then write away if you want. We'll approve that and pop that up on the show page and we'll read that out on our show. And then ultimately towards the end of the broadcast we'd like you to get into the actual story writing activity and we've put a writing challenge up there this week's writing challenge it says right at the bottom of the page there write a story about an underwater city adventure and you could build upon that as well with some of the characterization now we have not been introduced to those characters yet and the book was only out yesterday but we can tell you that there's certainly a merman in there isn't there maria so perhaps you'd like to include them in your story too how do we go about doing that well, it's interesting because when you read the book, you can find out that there's a little bit more of a, of a backstory there. You know, um, one of the characters is a merman, one of the characters is a lonely fisherman. And, you know, you could you could take that character. It could inspire you. You could think about, you know, whether you want to do a story about a merman or it could be another underwater creature. And I mean, I'm thinking about octopus. I've been doing some home education last week about mm. octop- octopuses, octopi, mm. a variety of different. There's so many things that you can write about. And I think it's, you know, writing about what you you enjoy if you if you like a seahorse you know write about a seahorse if you like something else write about that it's 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 your story it's your imagination and um you know you just you just have to write it you just have to put it out there oh it's got to be a jellyfish because it's got the word jelly in it and a mm, jelly Ooh, that's a good a one jellyfish wow because you know there's a whole range of really interesting things you could do with jellyfish just absolutely they move quite quickly they're transparent uh and uh, there's just some great attributes there as well and it's just amazing uh, folks we'd love you to contribute to the conversation you can do that on the show page there and whilst you think about that we've got another music track what have you got next maria oh we've got a fabulous track this is nathan evans and sea shanty i love that track that's a real sea shanty there six minutes to five you're listening to learnradio.net with maria voitcherhofska kanida and russell prue and one of the uh, dynamic duo has just joined us, the fabulous Ian. I've just seen James. He's just arrived as well, a little ahead of schedule, but we'll say hello to him as well. Hello, James Mayhew. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Oh, he's got his easel there as well, folks. And it's, Well, congratulations from us both uh, ahead uh, of um, of the... Well, we've got a script, but, you know, who needs a script when you've got artists on the show? An amazing achievement for both of you. I mean, I'm just chatting to um, uh, Joe at Kenilworth uh, as well sold out 120 books off the shelf faster than you can say nen they went flying off there congratulations both of you they are sold out uh, and we're going to need some more send more books folks you're going to need more books congratulations amazing for a first day how's it been ian you first yeah, yeah really overwhelming i think it's hit me today um i'm quite overwhelmed today and um <laughs> i don't keep it all together um but yeah, it's it's just been amazing. Everyone's just been very lovely and kind and supportive and good. It's yeah, it's just amazing. Good, James. How's it been for you? I think that's been the main thing. Has been the, there's just the wave of loveliness from people, the positive energy. People are being so kind and so supportive, uh, and, and very proactive about supporting it. You know, schemes to get the book into schools and things like that. Um, it's just lovely to see such a positive reaction particularly on something like social media, which can be a bit negative. You know, this is a wonderful thing 
to see all, all this uh, all this love for Nen. Mm. Quite right too. I mean, it's it's lovely. It's a gorgeous book. We'll talk some more about that in a moment as we properly introduce it as well, uh, folks. We are writing on our Padlet on our show page. The only thing you need to know is learnradio.net forward slash nen n e n. Go to that website, folks, right now. You'll find a contact Padlet there. You can write a question for our fabulous guests. They are both with us. They are both healthy, a little jaded, and a little exhausted, but they won't mind me saying that at all. They've got enough energy uh, to be with us right the way through till six. So plenty of time uh, for you to get a question on that ian's going to read from the book as well and james is going to draw for us what more could you possibly want on a wednesday half term afternoon uh, maria we were just talking about story writing before we broke up as well and we'd like you folks our lovely listeners to write on our show page then and we want you to contribute to the ideas as well and maya has just been in contact maria what did she say <laughs> Oh, this is lovely that she's written. There's a story about a seahorse who would like to live in the clouds and the sea creatures help them to realise his dreams. And she's put, what a lovely story idea. I'll use it in my class next week. I have ordered the book. Well, thank you very much, Maya. Isn't that a lovely little idea? I love how these ideas just, you know, spark. spark. You know, you can do anything you want on a story. It's lovely. just lovely. We love that. These are your story ideas, folks, for your piece of writing. And we'd like that to be one of the outcomes from today's intervention, as well as enjoying these two fabulous gentlemen as our guests today. We'd like to uh, kind of motivate and inspire you to write something really interesting on the show page there and that is available at the bottom of the page so we're fast approaching our five o'clock slot and we are very welcome we are so very very just thrilled and excited to welcome these two amazing uh, colleagues to the show folks everything is on the show page there learnradio.net forward slash nen is where you need to go and if you'd like to drop us a text 078 600 26 400 looking at the text service there everything is up and running that's 078 600 26 400 if you've got a question for either of these two if you want to comment or contribute to today's dialogue you are very welcome contact padlet is up and running and so is gmail learnradio live at gmail.com and you can hashtag us on twitter using the hashtag after school book club or one word after school book club wow we love this book didn't we maria I loved it. I loved it for so many different reasons. And, you know, the conversations that it's brought up for me um, and just, you know, the pictures, the story, the concept, all of it. I mean, it was just wonderful. And we'll talk about it later on. But, you know, when, when you know, you start off with a book, you start off with a book and you have to tilt your page or, you know, or tilt your head. I mean, that was just that plunged me straight into the book. That was just incredible. It was wonderful. Russell. Just I mean, we love the, the drawings and as well. I just I just you really can see yourself using this in the classroom, can't you? Oh, God, absolutely. Yes. I mean, all age groups. I mean, this is just something that you can get so much out of. Yes. I mean, I'll be using it with my home learning as well. And, and I'd be drawing some um, some wonderful Nen at the weekend. Brilliant. Lovely. Just so much. It is just um, absolutely um, amazing. Well, we'd like to officially welcome our two fabulous guests who are sitting there uh, in the green room and now join us live. Oh, we're just absolutely thrilled, folks, to have you both with us as well. Uh, and welcome Ian and James to the show. Congratulations. A publication day yesterday. I can't believe we've managed to get you today the day after publication um there's got to be a, a lunch to have with your um your editors or something and not people are normally out having uh, a fabulous time it, you, a lovely launch yesterday we were with you every moment of the day virtually and it was just absolutely stunning so congratulations to both of you must be exhausted uh, but uh, feeling really good about yourselves ian how are you feeling at the moment yeah exhausted as possible 
possibly the best word at the moment. Exhausted and overwhelmed. It's very odd that the... Because we've sort of lived with this book for quite a long time, really. Um, and so it's very odd for it to suddenly sort of be out and have all this lovely attention. Um, but um, I think James and I are relatively quite quiet chaps um, and finding it all a bit sort of overwhelming. Lovely, really fantastic, but just a bit um, a bit much, really. It's quiet. Just, I'm not buying any of that, Ian, at all. I'm not buying any of that. You are well-established classroom <laughs> practitioners. I can't believe that at all. You certainly wouldn't. Uh, so how are you feeling at the moment, James? Um, yeah, slightly bewildered by the whole thing, really. I mean, I, I feel sorry for Ian, I have to say, because it's his first book and this is a tidal wave, excuse the pun, of attention for him, yes. which is fabulous. I mean, you always hope that a book is going to be launched spectacularly, and, th and this one really has been. Um, but with that comes a certain responsibility, and of course, it's it's a bit overwhelming. And I, and I know, Ian, you've got so many other things going on in your life at the moment. So, yeah, it, it's quite a lot for you to handle. I mean, I've published many, many books over over 30 years, um, but never one quite like this. So even for me, it's it's it's... It's, it's fabulous, actually. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, you just, it's well deserved, I have to say, and it just really come, both coming across really gen genuinely and quite authentic, and I think that's an, a very important uh, contribution you're making as well. Maria, you've got our first question for our guests there. Thank you very much, Russell. Now, we would like to know from both of you, where did the name Nen come from? Oh, that's Ian has to answer that one. I'll answer that one. So, um Nen, um, I was looking for a name for a merman and I was trying to find out different um, names around the world were linked to water and I discovered that Nen um, in Egyptian or in ancient Egyptian men um, waters or ancient oh. waters. Um, so all the names have some sort of meaning. So um, Nen's father, I have been saying Pelagios, but um, when Stephen Fry read it, he said Pelagios. So I'm going to go with Stephen Fry, as he's the man that knows. Um, wise. But um, yes, Pelagios also is related to the sea and of the sea as well. Um, and uh, James is sort of captured in his illustrations that um, certainly in Pelagios, that sort of sea king, mythical mm. sort of being um, really beautifully um so that that's with the names and ernest wasn't actually originally called ernest to start with ernest was actually called pelagios and sam outlet press thought it was a bit too much to have nen and pelagios constantly being read um by youngsters so he decided he said have you got any other ideas for a name and i started thinking about ernest's character and that he was quite calm and um, mm -hmm. steadfast and quiet um, and came up with Ernest. So that's the sort of the background behind all the names. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. That's just such a wonderful name. I think we're going to have a, an influx of Ernest in the world yes. now, Russell. <laughs> that's lovely. It's a good old traditional. I love it. A lovely, lovely name as well. James, my question is to you now. So uh, we hear quite often, and it's often quite sad to hear this as well, but authors and illustrators often don't communicate. And sometimes, in lots of instances, they never meet during the process. And we'd really be keen to hear about your experience and how much collaboration have you actually had between the both of you over this project? Well, uh, you're absolutely right. And traditionally, publishers kept author and illustrator quite separate. And there's a good reason for that, because if uh, an author isn't happy with an illustrator's work, then obviously the publisher can filter um, comments so that um, nobody gets offended and keep everything positive. Uh, I think that's changing nowadays with social media. 
Messenger, it's much easier for everybody to be in touch. And that's why I met Ian um, through, through Twitter. He offered to interview me and Zeb Sones about the Gaspar the Fox books. And then we invited him to one of the Gaspar events and we met in real life. And, uh, and we struck up a friendship and we've been in touch ever since. And Ian actually sent me an earlier story that he'd written asking me to consider illustrating it, which uh, I couldn't fit into my schedule. It's coming out later in the year, I think, in August with another mm. illustrator. Um, but I had to turn that one down and I was really sad to, to say no because I, I genuinely love the text. Um, but then Ian subsequently sent me Nen and I just read it straight through once and thought, I have got to do this. You know, I don't care how busy I am, I'm going to find time. I've got to do this. And the relationship between us has been great. I mean, I think there's a, a degree of respect um, between us. So Ian can say things to me and I can say things to him. We can be honest. So uh, not, mu not that much needed to be said, but there have been some tweaks along the way. And uh, it's, it's been all really positive, really lovely energy. I think we've all just wanted the best for the book all along. And I think that shows in the final thing. You know, I think it's a book we uh, we we all do really feel proud of. Good. I'm pleased to hear because it it comes across as if there's a, a symbiotic relationship between the two, and it was just it's unusual to see that. And I hadn't really thought about the difficulties that could arise if you were unhappy with each other's work, and I guess that's the, the that's why publishers earn so much money, don't they? My goodness, uh, and they <laughs> certainly earn their keep as well. And I'm enjoying you drawing along there as well, which is don't, don't let us stop you at all, James. You just carry on as well. No, uh, Maria, you've got another question for us. Yes, thank you, Russell. Now, whose idea was it to use the first pictures in the book to convey the depth of the ocean? You know, when you're turning the page, you know, so the first page, you're plunged, you know, into it. It's a very clever use of that, you know, technique. You know, we would like to know, you know, where did that idea come from? Um, that was actually suggested by the publisher, by Sam um, at Owlet Press. He um, gave me uh, a brief, which was very flexible. I could have changed lots of things but he suggested doing that and uh, and i just went with it and i loved it because it gave me so much more scope as an illustrator to show um the depths described in the story so yeah that that was his idea i can't take credit i'm afraid oh it's, it's just absolutely wonderful i mean ian you know to have that on your very first page of your book how does that feel oh it was it's just absolutely amazing and sam and i had been talking about it because i um as a child my mum young child my mum took me to see Disney's The Little Mermaid and I think it was the first film I saw in the cinema and there is a, at the beginning of that a um, a fish dives into the water and the camera sort of pans down down and it gets very dark and murky and then suddenly there's these beautiful mermaids swimming by you and you sort of are led to the, um, the beautiful sea kingdom and I remember being absolutely enthralled by that and it's still one of my favourite sort of movie scenes ever um and um sam's absolutely fantastic and he was saying oh i've seen it he said it's he said it's not really done very often but i have seen in a few picture books um and there's one it just happened to be one by our my, one of my favorite illustrators sandra dykeman um and um he was saying there are instances when you can flip the pages around shall what do you think about that shall we play with that um and i sort of just have nodded along for a lot of it <laughs> very new to me um but yeah and and then we had to so there are instances where 
um, later on in the book, you have to turn the book sideways again. And so um, I had to sort of think about the text and how that would yeah. be set out. So I was, so on that page, it says sort of Nem went down, down, down. Yeah. And the down, down, down is spread out throughout the page to actually lead your eye down as well. So um, it was, it was really interesting as a you know my background is teaching so to actually like sort of work with James and think about how the words are set out on the page and all of that sort of thing um but it was it was magical in answer to your original question it was lovely to see and and it's absolutely magical to read as well I mean you know using it in the classroom just to see the words going down and you know it's sometimes you know as adults we're concentrating on the words and the next page and the next page and the children are looking at all the wonderful drawings and the details and they're saying oh have you seen this have you seen this octopus and then that draws you back in as well russell it's just amazing absolutely amazing. just and it, and that's so early on in the book you don't have to wait at all you just have to and i love the way that you know kids are turning the page i just it's just amazing it's so tactile and and, and engenders a respect for the work that I think is us because I've got to handle it and touch it and look at it and see it and 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 invest in the story as well now Ian um, you very kindly agreed to read uh, from the title for us today we're absolutely thrilled and excited and I know it won't be the first time because I've seen lots uh, I've been watching you almost all day yesterday uh, on lots you of social poor, media poor oh no it's really good just to see uh, see what you're like as well but almost everyone was featuring you you are when I'm not joking when I say you two are the hottest property uh, and children books this week i have to say you the, the pr mechanism uh, that's going there certainly uh, sam and the rest of the team and uh, everyone seems to be doing really well you are cooking on gas as well so uh, congratulations again for that as well uh, we'd love to have you read the title for us if you're okay still to do that and you've still got some voice left so uh, we're really good and then we've got some more questions and some music to play after that as well so ian take it away please thank you and no one's going to be able to see it but i actually wore a merman t-shirt no today. no they they can see it that's that's um, oh, working good. oh it's Brilliant. working it's not lost on us can we have another close-up of that and i'll just go full <laughs> screen so go uh, just go i'm just at first at this one that's amazing who was that that's designed nice. by who did that um i got i found it from a lovely etsy shop um it's not uh it's not nen and ernest but um it's nice to see that the theme of um sailors and mermen are captured on so um some family got it for me wow um, starting a trend there so. i have to say that will be that will be the next that will be selling out maria get some order <laughs> let's buy some of those that'd be really good ian we're thrilled and thank you and welcome both of you to the show uh, and as you're reading i'm just going to drop in and out of james so we can look at his lovely drawings there as well he's doing so incredibly i watched him do that with the uh, royal philharmonic orchestra just today as well just a stunning uh, drawing there as well he was drawing along to music and he's going to draw along to you so ian welcome to the show and thank you so much indeed for joining us thank you here we go then so this is nen and the lonely fishman and it's um written by me uh, it's illustrated by james mayhew and i have to say as well the um, front cover was designed by someone called ness wood she's done all the lovely lettering on it and it's published by outlet press so here we go Far out to sea, deep below the whispering waves, there once lived a merman called Nen. Loved exploring the ancient wild depths, the gliding fish, the shimmering sand, and the ghostly sunken ships. But something was missing. His heart felt empty. 
So at night, Nen sang a sad song, and the twinkling stars whispered his words of hope across the ocean. But Nen's song was smothered by heavy clouds, and he returned to the seabed alone. Every night, Nen's father, Pelagios, watched his son their underwater kingdom, and every night he pleaded with him to stay away from the world above. But Nen ignored his father's warnings. As he began to explore the world beyond his own, Nen noticed rows of fishing boats bobbing on the waves. And just beyond those fishing boats, there lived a lonely fisherman called Ernest. He spent his days rescuing, freeing, collecting, dreaming and creating. But every night, Ernest gazed out to sea and wondered if something more was waiting for him just beyond the horizon. Then one still clear night, he heard something drifting over the sighing ocean, something beautiful and mysterious. It was Nen's song. It was so tender and brimming with such courage that a long forgotten feeling stirred inside the lonely fisherman's heart. Filled with excitement, Ernest set off to find out who this magical voice belonged to. He searched and searched the swirling sea waves and became aware of something Someone hiding just out of sight. A ripple, a shimmer, a flicker. Could it be a merman? The silver moon shone down on Nen's hair and glittering salt splash jewels made Ernest's eyes sparkle. As the soft nighttime breeze wrapped around them, they both felt their hope turn to happiness. But his Etched with worry, Pelagios begged his son again to stay away from the humans in the world above. They were destroying his precious oceans, but Nen knew that Ernest was different. So he returned each night to see him in his rickety boat. Together they would talk and laugh and dream while the skies changed from a golden amber to an inky purple. One night, as Nen swam back to his hidden world far beneath the ocean's surface, Pelagios could no longer control his frustration. Tears of anger and sadness began to fall, and great clouds gathered. Thunder roared, splinters, splinters of lightning were flung across the sky, and poor Ernest was thrown from his rickety boat into the raging sea. Nen fought the churning, lashing tempest in desperate search for his fishermen. Down, down, down he swam, into the dark depths of the ocean. But there was no sign of Ernest. Nen struggled upwards through the violent waves. Suddenly, he spotted something just out of reach. A gasp, a kick, a splash. Could it be? Ernest! He was battered by the waves, broken and lifeless. As the sea slowly calmed and the hazy sun peeped through the clouds, Nen carried his fishermen to the shore. He waited and waited. To his relief, Ernest finally woke with a cough and a splutter. Nen smiled, looking up into Nen's worried eyes. Pelagios wondered if perhaps, just maybe, Ernest was different after all. Now, as he looks out across the calm sea, Ernest is no longer lonely. With a splash and a flick of a tail, Nen is there, waiting by the shore. And under each dazzling blue sky, while the girls dive and squawk, 
Nen and Ernest hold hands, laughing and dreaming about the future. Amazing. Really good. Thank you, Maria. Um, it was incredible. What I said was it was incredible, mesmerising, listening to your words, following the storybook, watching James drawing as well. I mean, the panels, I'd, I'd forgotten um, how beautiful those little panels are where you said collecting, dreaming, creating. And there's a lovely panel there that's got, you know, some bottles, James, and the little kind of a mobile, the kind of, you know, flotsam and jetsam. And I was just thinking, oh, I'll need to make one of those. I would just, it would just be wonderful. I mean, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. And we're back after this, folks, to chat more about this amazing book, Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. And if you'd like to comment or ask Ian, the author, or James, the illustrator, a question about the book, then you've got a few moments to write on our show, Padlet. Just head to learnradio.net forward slash Nen to find today's show Padlet. Just click on that pink circle, put your plus, click on the pink circle with a plus, put your first name in the top box and your question or comment below. And when you're happy with your text, just click on the background and we'll approve it. And while you're doing this, you can enjoy this music track. You can indeed, folks, and all our music tracks are themed with the brilliant book as well. This is Finding Nemo main title. Every Wednesday at 3.30pm, it's time for the amazing After School Book Club from LearnRadio.net. Follow the show live at LearnRadio.net forward slash book club. You certainly can, folks. It's 18 minutes past five. We are live across the planet. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. Hello to uh, Tamsin uh, Rosewell. Thank you so much indeed for your tweet. Really good for her. She is in charge of the books at Kenilworth Book Club. And they have sold out of that title. And I caught that caught my eye and I retweeted and said we wouldn't mind a retweet. And thank you so much indeed. You had an amazing day. And, look, and thanks for looking after these two chaps for us yesterday. You've certainly sent them in refreshed and ready to go certainly they were fed and watered beautifully yesterday so thank you so much indeed maria what do we have on the padlet so far thank you very much so we've got lots on the padlet we have a message from lola's mummy again i would love to get this book for lola is there any, are there any bookshops that have copies i wonder yes um waterstones have got it foils have got it w8 smiths blackwells um any of your independent local bookshops um, and hopefully, um, I, I must sort of big this up as well, but perhaps a local library as well. We often forget mm -hmm. about our libraries um, and it's absolutely fine to borrow the book from the library as well. Um, so hopefully there'll be somewhere, but um, I know there are lots of online. There's um, a bookshop called A New Chapter um, who have got copies of the book as well. Um, but it, it is tricky when um, Amazon have sold out and they're sold out by about nine o'clock yesterday, um, um, which was quite something. But it just means that you can support your local bookshop, hopefully. Um, absolutely absolutely and we're a big advocate of that aren't we russell absolutely and we've got a link on the show page to pickled pepper who are another good fan uh, of the show and hello to everyone at pickled pepper books uh, we've got a direct link through to them and they have signed copies i haven't got i had a quick look for so they did have stock i have to say i, I it was news to me that amazon have sold out 
honestly really they should know better how much how much are they earning my goodness honestly it's it's a stack of books you should have seen this coming folks you so should have seen this coming so uh well amazing uh local bookshops and the library as well that is a really good idea folks thank you so much indeed uh sachin's been in contact oh the writing challenge is back he's delighted with that as well he goes on to say hey there is the radio to tv video change permanent well we think so sachin we're giving it a go we've always seen said maria and i have good faces for radio and we thought we'd just prove that and see how it's going i'll keep an eye on uh, on twitter it's very busy i say thank you so much indeed for all your tweets and recommendations and your comments and questions now there are some questions appearing maria on the show page have you got one there for me i do i do so mitchell has written why is the boat called toto well i'll have to answer that so my partner who's Spanish, his real name is Antonio Recha Martinez. That's a bit of a mouthful, so I just call him Toto. So Toto was his, um, his uh, the name that his mum used to call him when he was little. So Toto is short for Antonio. People often think he's named after the dog in the Wizard of Oz, but that's not the case. <laughs> Toto is a diminutive of Antonio. Certainly Thank is. you very much. I, I, I'm I'm familiar to long names. So um, being <laughs> Spanish myself, I had a I had a previously long name before, and um, yeah, people, my family just called me Lulu because it's short for Lourdes, and that's yeah. So I can totally understand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mitchell, for getting in touch. Russell, what else do we have on the Excellent. show? Excellent. Uh, Liv has been in contact. Thank you so much, Mitchell, for that. Liv, I'd like to know if Ian and James are going to write a second book, and if Nen and Ernest will get married. And and or have children now that is a cracking question Liv who wants to take that first gentlemen Ian it's got to be yours really that's a hot potato oh I'm so glad <laughs> um well it's really interesting um we're desperately hoping that Nen and Ernest will get another story um I have written a couple of other stories for Nen and Ernest um but i suppose it depends on how well the book sells first of all as to whether or not they get a sequel um ideally i'd like there to be three books in the series and for it to finish with perhaps some wedding and celebration um i'd like for the next book for them to tackle something a little bit more serious um and about what's going on in their worlds at the moment um but so there's lots of ideas and um we're, we're also really interested to find out what our readers would like to happen to nen and Ernest, um because lots of children have sort of said or we've heard from their parents oh you know will they get married what's going to happen next um so it, we're definitely very open to the idea um and if any of the listeners have got any ideas for what could happen next to Nen and Ernest, we'd love to hear them. Good. Well, I think oh, Liv would like to see some children, like see some children on the uh, on the horizon there as well. Can is that a possibility? Do you think? I um, I don't know. I'm not sure how that w- would work really, um, without going into too much detail. Um, but I don't know. I d- I'm not sure. I ever I ever see, see that for them. Um, I, I kind of would love them to just be the, having the time of their life um, and exploring and adventuring together. Um, so I'm not sure whether um, I see children in their future or not, um, which is really odd because me and my husband are adopting at the moment. Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like Nen and Ernest would 
love to look after and teach um, the ch perhaps children on the beach about how to look after the beaches and the world and the sea life and that they would have friends with lots of people on the beach and in their setting nice um so we'll see we'll yeah. see beach schools are on the rise i have to say we've uh, recently spoken to a professor whose daughter has opened a beach school uh, just amazing they're, they're very now now i have to say which is thoroughly exciting so uh, great opportunities there as well maria what else do we have on the padlet there Thank you, Russell. Jasbeer says, I loved this book. It's great that such a powerful story can be transformed into a stunning picture book. I'm looking forward to receiving my copy I've just ordered. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Jasbeer, for getting in touch. Russell, thank what you. else do Excellent. we have? Yes, uh, let us know where you ordered from, Jasbeer, because we'll be, we'll be behind you uh, really quickly. Uh, Sachin's been on. James, he says, I'm an avid illustrator of aircraft and I often draw many detailed blueprint-like illustrations of commercial aircraft. Are there any tips for me? Cracking question there. Oh, well, uh, I mean, that's obviously a very different world from drawing uh, a merman at the bottom of the sea. Uh, my father was a pilot, so I used to draw quite a lot of airplanes when I was young. And there, there, there are certain things that I found really difficult about them, the perspective in particular. Um, I think for me personally, the thing that always makes a difference when I'm doing any kind of art is trying to go and see the real thing, because it always changes my perception of what that actually looks like. So I know when I was young, I was always being taken to air museums by my dad, uh, like Duxford, for example. And, uh, and I would sketch there. And they might be terrible drawings at the time, but I would still learn something from the process of really looking, of being there and seeing exactly how these uh, incredible machines are put together. So um, my best tip is to always carry a sketchbook with you. Um, try different art materials, try different tools, because sometimes the tools you're used to using might not be the right ones for the for the purpose. So I like drawing in all sorts of different things and painting with different kinds of paints as well. But go to see the real planes if you can. Go to art, go to um, aircraft museums, look at the real things, sketch from life uh, and see how much you can learn from looking at the real thing. Amazing. Good question. Uh, Sachin, thank you very much. A long time. He says amazing. So listening live and enjoying that as well. A good answer as well. We'd never have found out about the history there uh, with James without that question. That was a very clever question as well. Maria, what do we have next? Thank you, Russell. So Mrs. Cooper says, has Ian read this book to his class and how do they feel about having a famous author as their teacher? <laughs> well, um, so I'm, I'm actually taking a step back from teaching for a while because um, we have a little one coming along and while I've been writing um, the Nen and the Lonely Fishman and Violet's Tempest um, I've just been working part-time at my local school and I've been in there covering year one two three four five and six when they need me um, but I did um, I shared some of the pages with um, a year six class that I was with um, and they were absolutely fascinated and they had so many lovely questions um and so it was lovely to share with them and um i suppose i suppose because i've been a teacher for 13 years now one of the things that i'm looking forward to the most is seeing 
what teachers do with the book because teachers mm. are so creative if you go into like a teacher's classroom you see all the beautiful artwork up all the all the different writing outcomes and I'm really excited to see some lovely displays and things using James's artwork um, and I have to say as well um, Daryl Wakelam um, who used the cardboard to create 3D sculptures he actually um, created a cardboard nen for us yes um, for we saw that it was stunning and I, I really hope that some children make that as well um so um i've read part in answer to your question i've read parts of it to my children they loved it they were very excited about it um and i think what was also really nice for them i also showed them um the manuscript um my original manuscript that had wow. all of all of sam's notes next to it and i was saying you know every time we come around and mark your work and chat to you about it mm. it's the same process that happens mm. for writers you know sam leaves me notes in on a word document and things like that and and um that was that was great um that's, so yeah that's fabulous thank you so much that's wonderful because then they can see the process they know that it's a real living document that you know you're not just writing one thing and it's done you're constantly revisiting i mean that's just wonderful thank you russell what else do we have i can't wait to see the notes they must try ian must try harder honestly really capitalization <laughs> i could just imagine the best of fun. Uh, megan's been in touch thanks megan good evening to you as well i've heard such wonderful things about this book megan goes on to say uh, can't wait to get it for my classroom are ian and james doing any online visits to schools? Uh, well, I have been. Um, I think, Ian, I'm sure you would be fantastic at it. Although I know you're going to be really busy in the in the next few weeks with your with your little one. Um, but yes, I've I've been doing um, some Zoom type visits over the last year um, because I've because that's obviously the way the world has gone of under course. the pandemic. And uh, and actually, I found it to be really interesting and, and enjoyable. There are certain things you can do through Zoom which uh, work really well. Um, like today, you know, just painting this way, I think it, I think it does work. And mm, uh, absolutely, yep. Yeah, so I'm definitely able to do that. Good, excellent. Thank we just you. need to get Ian out though, don't we? Out and about because I think oh, yeah, I just it was just such a waste not to have you reading to hundreds and thousands of young people. In we just have to get the two of you out somehow. Yeah, I mean, uh, James, have I, James and, I, and I have talked about doing some things together because some schools have been in contact. So hopefully that will come about. And I have just updated my um, web page, which is the Reading Realm, with all the details about online visits because um, I'd love to be able to do them now, but it's just not going to happen. So I'm booking them in for September onwards. Um, and so if you visit the Reading Realm, um, there's a contact page and you'll find my email address and you can just give me a message about online visits. Um, and the great thing about online visits is that I will be able to do them at home in between looking after mm. a little baby <laughs> and yeah. running about. Um, so um, they'll, they'll definitely be online visits from September and hopefully some in-person visits once everything goes back to normal yeah brilliant absolutely and it'll it be a wonderful opportunity as well to see all the colleagues because you know what teachers are like on twitter you know we're inspiring sharing re-inspiring coming up with ideas i can just see the classrooms in september full of nen 
and earnest. I can just see it now. It's just going to be a wall. It's just going to be what an opportunity, Russell. Love it. It's going to be amazing. We're going to see a sudden influx of uh, earnest as a first name. I can see that as well. Uh, so the artwork, I've got another question here. So the artwork is sophisticated and yet accessible. We thought that as well, really, really. And we love the detail, especially the movement of the ocean, James. You've really conveyed that so beautifully. And in your in, in the time, the, the moments that you've had just sketching away there, you've managed to have such movement and depth to it as well. And, uh, and we're just really, really pleased. Can you just talk us through the drawing there and just kind of tell me a little bit more about that and what the composition was so we can just get a, a little bit of a, uh, an understanding of that, please, James? Of course. So uh, when, I, when I first read the story, I wasn't quite sure how I was going to illustrate it because I use different techniques for different books. So sometimes I use ink line and then kind of colour it in with wash colours. Sometimes I use collage. Um, but none of those felt quite right for this. And I loved the wateriness of the story. I love the setting. Uh, I grew up by the sea. I, I live in Suffolk. I'm just half an hour from uh, Southwold. So I, I love the sea. And actually there are some smoking houses for fish um, in Southwold and Walberswick. And they were very much an influence on the, on the buildings that you see in the story. So a lot of it began from, from my uh, closeness to the sea, I suppose you could say. So I wanted to find a new way of working. And as you've probably seen, if you've been watching, I started with paint. So it's kind of the wrong way around. I'm painting first and drawing second. Whereas previously I would draw first and then paint second. So it begins with very free painting, which I think is what gives the sky and the sea yes. a, a, an energy, a kind yes. of sense of movement and yes. life. Yes. So you can be very abstract, you can be quite broad, and then you do the drawing on top to kind of bring it into focus. So the paint I'm using is called gouache. And there's a close-up of a pot, so you can see the word gouache. Okay. And then I'm drawing on top with um, colour pencils like this one here. Wow. So very easy materials that most kids could have access to. You could use any paint, doesn't have to be the gouache. I like that because it's quite thick and gooey. Um, sometimes I just use um, emulsion paint like this, match pots that people just throw away. I save them. Good bit of recycling and use them for the illustrations. So it's paint first, drawing second. Wow, amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And I love the way you've kind of started with the, and that has, and, and, and you say that's, that's, well, the established way is to do it the other the other way. I mean, Maria, would you? You're our resident artist and art teacher, and so I mean that's unusual, isn't it? I've never seen that being done before, but I'm certainly going to be doing that now because you know it's really tricky. I mean, I was in an art class yesterday learning about watercolors, and it, you know it, it does worry me all these new techniques. But actually, it's giving them a go. Um, you know, expands your repertoire, and I should be doing that quite a lot. Yeah, especially with my home learning activities, they're just fabulous, Russell. I love. I mean, I just love every part of it, and I like the idea that you know you're painting with a color, and then you're going over with a color pencil. So, like you say, James, you know, easily accessible. You can have all of these materials. You can you can get them quite easily it's wonderful just absolutely you must i wonder how many times you've drawn nen in the last couple of days <laughs> i've started to lose track um but i think it's a good technique for children because you yeah. can be very free at the mm. beginning and uh it's quite scary drawing on white paper so if mm. you paint the paper first with all the colors that feel right for the subject maybe it's a forest you use greens if it's the sea you use blues that kind of thing that that's just fun and very free and mm. it's impossible make a mistake and then mm. when the paint dry then you can maybe find pictures inside it mm. um, and, and draw on top 
and it's lovely drawing on a colour, much nicer than drawing mm. on white paper. Oh, absolutely. Because yesterday I was drawing a kingfisher and I, I did this kingfisher. It took me two and a half hours and then I had to do the background. I, it just worried me because I thought, what if I make a mistake? I've done all of these things. You know, even as an adult, I'm thinking about this. No, that's certainly a technique that, that we can use. That's just wonderful. Now, Ian, can I get back to you? Can you tell us a little bit about Nen's song? What can you tell us about his song? <laughs> we had a question about this yesterday and it's not something that I had even thought that children would be asking about um, but we had some lovely children in the audience and one of them was fascinated by what Nen was singing um, and the the idea sort of came about is that traditionally in mythology um, maids and sirens would sort of sing out this sing out this sort of magical and yet evil and luring sort of song to um, bring sailors to their watery depths. Um, and um, I was thinking, well, what what sort of thing would Nen sing instead? Mm. Um, and so it's this sort of song of hope and longing and searching. And I sort of, I just had this sort of image in my head of like the stars twinkling in the sky and passing mm. the song on between each other. Mm. Um, and... Um, What's really nice is that the we were talking to the, the child that asked the question, and we were saying, well, perhaps it's perhaps it could be your favourite song. Perhaps it's a song that makes you happy. Mm. Um, may, maybe it's a song without words. Maybe maybe not. Um, and I was thinking there again with the teacher hat on. Um, wouldn't it be lovely to have some sort of musical compositions of mm. what what does Nen's song sound like, and some sort of lovely seascapes and. Mm. Um, for the storm and things like that um but i sort of imagine something very delicate and sad at the same time um because I, I say in the story that um well i sort of imply in the story that he's been doing it for a long time mm. and, and the clouds are sort of smothering um the chance for the song to get out into the open mm. um so and that's what I think attracts Ernest to it, that it, he's, he says it's sad, but brimming with courage. Mm. Um, so um, I'd, I'd love to hear again from listeners what sorts of song they think it is. Um, but perhaps it will, it will just be a song that makes you happy, maybe. No, yeah, absolutely. And we can see that the drawing there as well that James has done, you've actually got Nen singing there because you've got the waves coming out. And so I thought that was, and we didn't we didn't know what uh, James was going to draw at all. And that question's just plopped itself just naturally in there as well. That's really good. Uh, when, when I read it, I kind of heard a, uh, a chanting that kind of nice uh kind of gentle kind of chanting a bit like uh in one of the harry potter films and they're kind of working underneath the water you've got that lovely sea uh, a beautiful lovely ha harmonic kind of sound there as well which is really good i, I loved it it's absolutely good now ne i've got another question here uh gentlemen nen ignores his father's warning because he wants to explore another world and i wonder that's quite a courageous act and we we're wondering what advice uh, you would give uh, young writers who want to explore the story further? That's a great question. Um, so, what advice would I give? First of all, I would, I mean, I obviously adapted a well known fairy tale. So, um, they could either adapt another traditional or fairy tale that they sort of are fond of. Um, 
I always wonder, for example, why Rapunzel sat waiting in her cast in the turret of the tower, waiting for a prince to come, and why she didn't sort of abseil down the tower or something. Um, so you could explore some of those other sort of traditional fairy tales and write your own. Um, the other thing that I did, um, and I'll see if I can get it up for you in a minute, but I actually started writing um, some poems um, and some, I wrote letters between um, Nen and Ernest, and um, I was thinking about what they might write with e write to each other and how they might communicate. Right. And I was thinking maybe sending sorts of letters in a bottle to each other. So I actually wrote um, just as an exercise for myself okay. to develop the characters and story. I wrote um, letters between Nen and Ernest about. And Ernest says, I'm really looking forward to seeing you tonight. What would you like to do? We can wow. visit this cave. We can, yeah. And they sort of have this sort of dialogue going on. And I wrote that um, after the story just to try and develop it a little bit further. Um, they didn't make it into the picture book because there just wasn't enough room. But I always loved the idea of um, sort of of writing about something you don't see in the story so yeah. letters between characters or and i also wrote which i'll try at some point in the next 20 minutes um i wrote a poem um that was from nen's father to nen um Ooh, yes, about please. what about what he's realized and i haven't read that to anyone <sighs> so if you give me a minute i'll just no that's fine well it's a chance for us to no well fine. i can tell you as well we have some uh, some extended uh, learning opportunities and and uh, for for the the book club as well and one of them was uh, some what's what's app messages between ernest and nen to take the story further so it's exactly the same kind of thing that you're talking about as well but rather a bit of poetry uh, some what's app messages part of our extended activity we'll tell you about that a bit later on uh, listeners so uh, whilst uh, ian is looking for that marie you've got another question there thank you so we would like to ask there's some very strong environmental damage messages in the story and pelagios is angry with what humans are doing to his ocean now how important is this topic to you both james could we start with you please uh well living near the sea you know i'm very aware of, of the problems and it, you know i feel very strongly about it i think it's it's something that we don't talk about enough. It's not uh, not enough is being done. Uh, it's something I'm, I feel very passionately and very strongly about. And it's something that I've even brought into my own practice. I mean, increasingly, I'm trying to find environmental paints. Gouache, for example, washes away in water as opposed to mm -hmm. acrylic, which is actually a form of plastic. So mm -hmm. I no longer use acrylic paints. So, uh, you know, it's it's something we really need to think about in all, in all areas of our lives. Um, it's, I think, something that's just going to get bigger and bigger and become more and more important and mm -hmm. something that we all have a huge responsibility for. So I'm really glad it's been touched on in this story and in such a subtle way. Hopefully it will encourage people to have conversations about that, without it being a big, heavy message. Um, I think that's the way to go for, for this kind of um, book. But I know that Ian, in some of the other stories he's playing with, I know it's a subject that he would love to take further. I know it's something he feels very strongly about too. Mm. And it's interesting because it's these small steps, like you say, you won't use acrylic anymore. You know, I stopped using plastic straws, you know, and now you, you can't find a plastic straw. You know, it's, it's those little tiny moments that can make a really big difference. I mean, Ian, how about you? Oh, absolutely. And um, when I 
writing the story, I was thinking about what had captured me as a child because I was really um, passionate about looking after the child, uh, looking after the planet as a child. It was it was something that. Um, so my brother, we we used to live along a busy main road, and my brother and I used to make posters and stand by our house and um, shout about pollution and things like that. And we were there was a there was a TV program when I was little called Captain Planet, um, and it was a cartoon about looking after and it had superheroes and things in it but I absolutely loved it um and I I have been thinking about where Nen and Ernest might go next and whether or um whether or not it would be something that they would start to tackle and I think it mm -hmm. would be because um if I was Ernest I think and I was thinking about what I could do for Nen and how I could look after him it seems obvious that um they would start to perhaps get cross and passionate about the world and the they live in um so it's just trying to work in a story where that sort of environmental message doesn't overpower it too much um because um i don't want it to become an issue-based book um and there to be nothing else to the story mm. um so it's it's a tricky one but um i i, th I always think the, the best picture books are ones that encourage children to take it that one step further and to mm -hmm, actually absolutely. and to act, act upon um the messages in the story and sort of be inspired to say oh i really want to find out about that or you know what does what does nen's father mean when he says they're destroying the oceans what what can i do mm. um so um it's definitely an area that i think is going to be important for them perhaps in future stories absolutely and i mean it links perfectly with the sustainable development goals as well and next week is uh, world oceans day from the un so there's lots of things that you know you're a very good teacher so you will know how to elicit all these wonderful responses from children and i think you know that's the magic of education it's you start with a book but you don't know where you'll go next i mean it's just wonderful russell it is absolutely amazing and i've got another question here as i know we've understood uh, from james that uh, you were did some growing up uh, with the smoke houses uh, in, in and around the Southwold uh, kind of Suffolk area there as well. And I, and I wonder, because uh, picture books are so incredibly powerful and it's a great resource when you're using them in a classroom setting as well. Um, the eyes of the class are on the picture and the eyes of the teacher are on the words, of course, because that's where we're reading from. But kids kind of notice stuff that adults don't notice and, and I like that so much incredibly powerful as well and um, I was uh, listening and looking to some of the things there as well um, and I wonder if that was intentional or important I'm thinking particularly of the, the smoky chimneys as well I thought that was adding to the kind of planetary wide kind of emergency that we find ourselves in at the moment but now I'm kind of understanding what you said it might just have been you know the smoke houses and you were just illustrating that or are you kind of because there's a lot of smoke there chucking out a lot of you know there's a lot of plastic in the pictures a lot of floating stuff a lot of debris in the ocean there I just wondered if there's a some other environmental messages in here maybe some I don't know. Well, I think the smoke from the smoke houses, it seems an obvious thing to have smoke coming from because they are smoke houses. But I have to enjoy drawing. It's a really nice thing to draw. But no, it, it was an absolutely conscious decision to show, uh, to represent humans destroying or damaging the planet with the smoke. Because 
I didn't just want to have the dirt in the, in the water with the bits of pollution and things, which are bits of uh, printed paper collaged into the illustrations. I also show dirt in the skies as well. Um, I didn't want to be, uh, as, as Ian is saying, I didn't want to be heavy handed about the message, but I thought uh, that's something that I can do that will add to the atmosphere of the illustrations. It will sort of fit the, the illustrative world that I'm creating, um, but also carry that message uh, gently, if you want to see it there. Some people might not even give the smoke a second glance, but uh, it's there if you if you want to notice it, for sure. Well, I think it's very clever as well, but I, I love it. It's a, kind of a very busy, and it kind of shows that um, humans are kind of rather trashing the world, and uh, and then and his family are looking after it. I thought it was really good. It was a nice kind of juxtaposition uh, for me as well, and I kind of noticed stuff like that, and the, the teeth on the fish, and the, and the eel, and the... I just, I just love stuff like that. I just think, yeah, really clever. That's really, really clever. Uh, folks, time for another music track. It's just coming up to 12 minutes to 6, and another opportunity for you to right uh, on there as well how are you getting on with your poem ian do you need some more time i can i can or if you is it to hand i've got it it's hey. i found it amongst my emails well um, i will forego so. the music track and we'll and if we've got some time we'll play that afterwards i'm gonna play billy eilish ocean eyes which may be or may not be appropriate uh after the track but let's hear your, your poem if you've got a piece of poetry there we'd love to hear that as well so uh, the stage is yours sir Oh, thank you very much. I have to say as well, because um, I always believe in crediting everyone, um, I found the structure for this poem in um, a poetry book by James Campbell, um, who's a wonderful children's author. Um, and um, I said to him, would it be okay? I emailed him and said, I found this, I found this beautiful of yours would it be okay if i adapted it um for something that i'm doing um and he said oh of course absolutely that's wonderful um so um this is called what love is and it's an imagined poem from nen's father to nen i'll try and get through it it's been an emotional few days here we go um my love is my love for you is not a raging thunderstorm skies weeping torn apart nor is it fear at who you love or who you are no my love for you is a quiet hazy morning sunshine smiling on a new day hopeful and proud wow that thank was amazing you. thank you amazing thank you thank you wow i'm moved i'm moved by it apologies it's good isn't it it's just <laughs> yeah. a talent and a half you're really good i can't take my eyes off the drawing that james is doing as well thank you so much ian that was a bonus i'd never dreamt in a million years we'd get some uh, original poetry from you as well thank you so much indeed uh, whilst you're doing that i'm just picking up an another question or from twitter as well so casey who is a long-term uh, listener for us no padlet she's having problems with a padlet on her phone at the moment here's a question when you were putting the story together did you originally plot it the same as it ended up or were there a lot of changes along the way ian oh great question um no so there weren't that many changes um a wonderful editor called sam owlet press and he there were points that he wanted me to develop in the story so um originally the storm was not caused by Nen's father. It just happened naturally. And um, Sam said it would really sort of add to the sort of drama of it if Nen's father um, had caused the storm. Mm. And I said it would, but I'm not really sure why Nen's father would, would cause the storm. 
and Sam was like, well, you know, it could be that he's disapproving of an earnest relationship. And I said, no, I, I really don't want to have that um, yeah. because I want this to be hopeful. Yeah. And I want it to um, honour all the parents who are accepting of their children. Um, so, uh, sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional. Um, oh, bless. Oh, it was so, really good. It is a very moving um, story. I like that. It's a really good. It's a lovely explanation, Ian. Really, really good. But I, I can see that there's... So, so I took it as he was... His father was uh, disappointed with him mixing uh, with the humans yeah. who were wrecking the planet. I think that comes across very clearly. Yeah, that, that's what we landed on eventually. I, wow. Um, we, we said it... Um, I was trying to find why nen's father would cause this storm and came upon the idea of that it was perhaps because humans were destroying slowly destroying or quickly however you look at it really destroying his oceans um rather than him being disapproving of their relationship uh, so that allowed us to sort of develop that slight sort of um undercurrent of the ecological theme without it overpowering the story um and um and it was really important as well for Ernest um to be sort of a beacon of hope there. He collects and he dreams and he creates mm. and he looks after the ocean. And I think it was important for him to teach Pelagios Pelagios, sorry, Stephen Fry. Um, <laughs> um, um people can change and that there are lots of good people doing small things in the world. Mm amazing absolutely, absolutely amazing perfect time for a break folks let's do that some chance i'm seeing some other questions that are arriving uh, right as we speak at the moment uh, you're listening to uh, maria and russell with our two fabulous guests uh, ian and james are with us and we're talking about a most spectacular book which is a game changer i have to say absolutely we are back after this it is uh, six minutes to six wow what an appropriate track there billy eilish ocean eyes You're listening to LearnRadio.net with Maria Wojciechowska Kanida and Russell Prue. We're slowly approaching five minutes to six, and you're listening to LearnRadio.net, and we're joined by the fabulous Ian Eagleton and James Mayhew. We're talking about Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. Now, what's next for both of you? What are you working on that you're able to tell us? James, if you could go first, please. Um, well, I'm illustrating a series of books by a writer called Joyce Dunbar, uh, the first one was published over 20 years ago. It's a series called Mouse and Mold. So I'm in the middle of finishing the latest title in that series. And then I have a book that I've written myself coming out in September. And it's called Once Upon a Tune. And it's mm. a collection of six stories made famous in classical music. As as I think you mentioned earlier, I do a lot of painting with musicians, with orchestras, mm. uh, creating illustrations in time to the music. So I've taken that out of the concert hall and put it in a book. So it's got six uh, really great legends and, and myths, things like um, Pier Gint, um, The Flight of the mm. Bumblebee, William Tell, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, Scheherazade, great stories. Oh, wow. And is that a series of books, James, or is this a one-off? It's, it's, it's a single book, an anthology. Uh, it's a big book. It's a fat book, much fatter <gasps> than Nen and the Lonely Fisherman. It took me a long, long time. It was due out last year. It's been delayed a year. So I'm excited that that's finally going to happen. Oh, this is wonderful because I know I've used in your in the classroom your work when you did um, with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and I've done that with the home learning. So I'm very much looking forward to that. What about you, Ian? 
Um, so my next book, um, which is published by Lantana and is called Violet's Tempest, is out in August, and that's illustrated by Clara Anganuzzi, um, who um, illustrates the really wonderful Dear Earth. Uh, so that is a Shakespeare-themed story, and it follows a little girl called Violet, who is cast as Ariel in the school version of The Tempest. Um, and she's full of nerves and worries and anxiety and she wonders how she'll ever be able to get up on stage and speak sort of and perform in front of everyone and it's really uh, it's really about a relationship between a little girl and her nan and i wrote it just after my nan died so it's a very important to me um and it was actually due out at the beginning of the year but got put back due to covid so um, i'm really excited about gearing up for that we've got lots of lovely plans um and clara has illustrated it in the most beautiful way i could ever imagine so i'm really looking forward to that yeah i've seen the front page of it the the front cover of it it just looks absolutely wonderful it's just something to look forward to from both of you isn't that a wonderful thing to look forward to russell absolutely amazing folks and as we approach the end of our show there's a click-through link for you to purchase a copy of the book but you need to get there really quickly i have to say you might have to shop around uh, personally signed copies are available from lots of independent booksellers pickled pepper books we've got a link uh, on the show page there as so i'll click through that will take you there as well other bookshops are available as well uh, we'll have the radio show up for you to enjoy again as an audio and of course as soon as maria has finished editing the video we will have a lovely piece of video to share with you as well and thank you so much indeed for your participation both of you in our video cast and we'll pop that up on youtube and share that with you as well uh, the uh, website is available and everything is still up there as well learnradio.net forward slash n nen i beg your pardon uh, learnradio.net forward slash nen n-e-n that's where you need to go as well maria thank you very much so and if any listeners would like to buy or donate a book a new chapter that's children's online bookstore at a new chapter books um they are accepting your donations as well and i spoke to aj this morning because at learnradio.net in collaboration with my company our Careers learning we are producing some wonderful it's good that we're video casting here some wonderful little weavings which we're selling as well just to raise that money just to purchase some more books so if anybody would like to find out a little bit more about that then they can contact me so thank you very much that's wonderful absolutely. thank you absolutely congratulations to you both honestly stunning and the artistry in that painting as well thank you so much indeed james that was really it's a sun, stunning title it's amazing uh it is no co that is thank you so much extreme close up there i'm loving that that is like it's in the book i can't believe you could just pull that out of nowhere as well it, it is no coincidence folk that uh, june is pride month and this is a fantastic inclusive book and we need more stories like this in our classroom it's just absolutely stunning both of you thank you so much indeed you have done us proud uh you have done nen and ernest proud as well and you've brought a brilliant story to life for absolutely low congratulations to you both thank you so much indeed for joining us thank you so much thank for having you. us bless you thank you it's been a, a wonderful afternoon it's been a real pleasure to work with you all thank you
bless thank you. thank you so much indeed radio who would have thought it as well normally we don't do the video but we've just started doing the video and i'm so pleased we did because we would not have had the pleasure uh, of seeing that as well it's just absolutely amazing we're just over the six o'clock deadline there as well uh, just very very quickly Maria, we've got some extended learning for our listeners as well i alluded to the whatsapp messaging uh, and this is on the website as well folks if you want to take this story a little bit further so we'd like you to think about writing a whatsapp message between nen and uh, ernest and perhaps do a reply as well use some emojis in there as well you could in fact design your own emojis maria what's the word emoji where does that come from well emoji is the japanese that means picture character so we do like those because that can communicate communicate quite a lot of things and also you could interview pelagios about his environmental concerns and how humans are destroying his ocean and you could write the questions and write the answers as well or you could create a podcast but what about if you like to draw and write russell uh, if you're a drawer and a writer why don't you make a plan of the underwater city you could include major buildings in that what buildings might you find in an underwater city think about special considerations for an underwater city like do they need roads how will they get about what about forecasting maria oh this is one of my favorites write a weather forecast script for the storm that pelagius was responsible for and record it as a weather piece for air you could even use those musical instruments as well there's such a variety here what about what about thinking about what's happening next? Oh, well, this is a lovely bit of philosophy, and we love philosophy for children as well. You could write the next few pages in the book. You could consider what happens next and what might Ernest and Nen do to raise the profile of ocean damage. Consider the impact on plastics, on the ocean, and ocean life. What a great opportunity to take this learning. This is the book that's just going to keep on giving, gentlemen. It's not going to stop. There's so, there's more into it than you could possibly uh, imagine. And in the hand of a brilliant educator this is a very powerful resource uh, thank you very much indeed folks if you've enjoyed our performance this evening please feel free to make a donation we are entirely self-funded and we'd love whatever you can give us there's a donate button button let me get that right on the bottom of the page that's <laughs> a trip hazard there waiting to happen uh, and we're very grateful for anything that you can give us as well thank you so much indeed we'll have this up and we will catch you again next week we are back with you on monday at 3 30 for our radio club until then it's it's goodbye from her and it's goodbye from him that's the end of our live studio broadcast for the moment just before we put you back into our rolling program please visit our website learnradio.net for all the live show details and please follow us on twitter at learn radio live you can download any of our broadcasts as a podcast and subscribe to our feed so that you never miss another podcast Just visit podcast.learnradio.net and subscribe using your favorite platform. We also videocast our shows, and you can watch them again by visiting our videocast menu at the top of our page or by going to learnradio.net forward slash videocast. Enjoy our full archive of learning materials completely free of charge any time of the day. Just visit learnradio.net. We're entirely self-funded and rely on your kind donations for support. Please give generously to support our project. Find our GoFundMe link at the bottom of the page. Thanks for listening to LearnRadio.net. Live radio for learning.